What's up, you guys? I'm Anya. And I'm Kylie. And this is Two Degrees Hotter, the postgrad podcast where we get real about life after college every Tuesday. Hey, besties. Welcome back to another episode of Two Degrees Hotter. How are we this week? Yes. Hello, besties. It's good to see you. Or I guess chat with you. We can't see you at all. (laughs) No, we really can't see you. Um, So this week we have a fun episode. We are going to be talking about our best and worst purchases of our 20s so far, followed by some pieces of advice about how to make better purchasing decisions and avoid impulse purchases. But yeah, I feel like this was a fun YouTube trend for a while, right? I was going to say, yeah, I remember there was a really long time where I would watch like things like this and like even along the lines of like what I spend in a week and all that fun stuff. It's just fun to talk about money. I feel like everyone can be a little bit better about money. And if we can help people, you know, maybe stop that impulse purchase, then it's worth it. But your 20s are kind of for figuring out what's worth your income and what isn't. So this is just what we've figured out so far. Yeah, and I'm glad you brought up the 20s thing because this is going to be the best and worst purchases of our 20s. And I feel like your mm-hmm. 20s are a time where like you maybe start having more disposable income than you ever had before. Yeah. Maybe that's a generalization, but I feel like a lot of people have that experience in their mm-hmm. 20s versus their teens. Um, and so it's really easy to make wrong purchases and um, inconsequential purchases and just things that you end up regretting. So we're going to talk through the things that we're really glad that we bought and then the things that we're not so glad we bought. Yeah. It should be fun. It should be fun. I, a few of these things that I wrote down, especially for the worst, had me chuckling at myself. So (laughs) hopefully at least you get a laugh out of it. It's a very nice like summery evening too. So I feel like the vibes are good. Oh yeah. We can just hop into our segments. Yeah. Let's do it. So the week that we're recording this is, I think, my last week that we'll record a podcast with me at home in New Hampshire. I think that's how this timeline works. Yeah. So it's funny because by the time this comes out, I will have already been moved for a little while. But Mm -hmm. when I'm recording this, I have not moved yet. So um, it's just kind of a period of tying up a lot of loose ends, doing like the final packing, the final furniture buying. Um, I was happy that I was able to go and meet up with an old friend that lives around here, just like kind of trying to do all of that while I can. So that's been a big part of this last week and the remainder of this week for me and send me good vibes because moving gives me a lot of stress. It's actually on my list. Um, You have to wait to see if it's best or worst, (laughs) but um, some moving related expenses. Um, But yeah, so that's been a big priority. Another thing that I wanted to bring up from this past week was my haircut and I feel like it's funny because we talk about hair like I feel like with some frequency like one of us will be like (laughs) I got a haircut it looks like this but it's funny because it's like you guys can't see what it looks like and you also just might not really know what we look like if you don't follow the Instagram so it might just mean like absolutely nothing to you but you should follow Um, the Instagram so it means something to you (laughs) and if you don't know what we look like honestly like if there's a way for you to let us know I would be really curious like yeah judging by your voice like what we what you how you picture us you know how like when you're reading a book and you like you picture the characters and they make a movie and it's like not what you pictured at all like I wonder if it's that kind of thing so let us know but anyway I feel like a realization that I had this time around getting my hair done which I went a lot lighter I probably haven't been this light since like 2016 But I feel like when I – before I chopped off my hair in the fall, I feel like I was really attached to hair. And I – whenever I got some styling or a haircut done that I wasn't, like, 100% in love with, it was, like, really devastating to me. Like, I would get really upset about it. Like, I actually remember crying, like, not even that long ago, like, a couple years ago um, just because I felt like it didn't come out how I wanted. And obviously, it sucks to, like, spend money and have it not come out the way you want. But I feel like in more recent times, especially since I had, like, my really big haircut – I've just like decided like I've kind of changed my mindset on it and I'm like hair is not like really that deep like if you hate it it's gonna you can dye it back or grow it out like it's it's not a forever thing so I feel like I don't know I'm just having fun I was like let's go like way lighter than usual for the summer see how we like it if we don't like it we won't do it again so I'm glad that I've arrived at that place because I feel like hair was a every like hair appointment was like a source of stress for me before because I would just be so nervous at the outcome and I'm like it is what it is. Like, yeah. it's fun to try new things. So anyway, that's me. <laughs> yeah. For someone who, as type A as me, I've always weirdly been very, like, detached from my hair. Like, I feel like there's been so many times that I wake up and I'm just like, I'm going to chop it all off. Because yours morning. grows really fast, I feel like, too. So I think that Yeah. Helps. 
yeah I haven't I don't dye my hair a lot mainly because it's brown and it just takes a lot to dye it and I'm more so impatient like I think it would look fine and like I'd live with it if I um didn't like or didn't love the color but it would just be such a process to try to color yeah. anything that I'm like Ugh. maybe I'll go darker for the winter we did some like color theory yesterday on FaceTime. Yes. So my hairstylist told me that I'm a natural seven mm-hmm. and what I've done now brings me up to like an eight and a nine in places. Mm-hmm. And you think you're like a five or a six, right? I'm probably more of a five, mm-hmm. I would say. So smack dab in the middle. But maybe yeah. I'll maybe I'll go to like a three, a three? for the winter. Ooh, that would wow. be fun. Wow. That would be fun. We'll see. Stay tuned. Um but yeah, so my week in review this week is also kind of kind of date the episode a little bit, but I graduated undergrad, which you might be like, bestie, <laughs> that makes no sense at all. First of all, you're a law school dropout, like that's weird timing. Second of all, you graduated a year ago, I know. Uh, but my school assumption, rescheduled graduation, they kind of threw out this past year, we're like, we're going to reschedule it. We're going to reschedule it. And I was kind of like, yeah, assumption. Like, I don't know. Read the room assumption. I don't know if this is going to happen. And mm-hmm. it actually did. So I was able to go back to Worcester, graduate, walk at graduation. It was definitely weird because, like, all of our seats were, you know, six feet apart. And we had to wear masks and the whole nine yards, which at this point is normal. But, like, it definitely was weird in a graduation setting. Um, but, yeah, I got to walk. I got to go back to my school's campus and take photos and see my friends. And me and all my friends are fully vaccinated now. So we went out that night. Nothing crazy. We mainly just went to like different restaurants. And like the first one we went to, we ordered dinner and then just kind of kept like ordering drinks at different restaurants. But it was honestly super nice to just like be back in Worcester. I feel like it's probably a very unpopular opinion to like have a soft spot for Worcester. But I have a soft (laughs) spot for Worcester. Um... And yeah, it was just really nice. And I finally feel like I got that sort of like closure in like a very weird way because it was definitely weird walking around campus. It like felt like I was trespassing almost. Mm. But like at the same time, it felt like I had never left. And like, I don't think it clicked in my brain until we left that I'm probably never going back there or at least not going back there for like a really long time. And that was a weird feeling. Um But I think the overall sense was a feeling of closure. Uh, And my parents got to see me walk at graduation, which is, you know, a big deal for them because me and my brothers are first generation college students. So, you know, to see their kids graduate is a big, you know, sentimental deal for them. And so I'm glad that we were able to have that happen. So, yeah, I'm, you know, I hope that anyone else out there who are 2020 grads at your school does something or can reschedule something on yeah I know your school is like trying to do something in the fall yeah we'll see (laughs) I feel like at that point it's just really far gone yeah Um, but yeah I would be lying if I didn't say I was a little jealous but I feel like a lot of like makeup graduations were this past weekend I saw like so many pictures because like my feed was all the 2021 grads and then also all the 2020 grads and so it's just a lot but yeah we'll see um they kind of want to do something during like alumni weekend okay, and I don't think yeah. it'll be like a graduation at all more just like a reunion type thing I don't know we'll see but yeah um I'm happy that you got to go back and I feel like it's so much more doable with a school of assumption size too yeah which makes me jealous so well in most most people who I saw who had rescheduled graduations were at like pretty small schools I didn't see any like school like bigger schools or at least the people that I know and I saw like, I knew they went to smaller schools. So I'm just – it probably is just way more feasible for a smaller school. Unfortunately for those of you like Anya who went to a big school. But it is what it is, I suppose. Yeah. All right. Let's move into our favorites. So my favorite is something that I actually thought about putting on my best purchases list, but then I remembered that it was, I didn't really purchase it. It was actually a gift. So I was like, eh, I'll just make it my favorite. But I have been loving my soda stream and I got it as a Christmas present. And so there's like a couple different soda streams. This is like the machine that um, carbonates water if you mm-hmm. aren't familiar. So they have like the most basic version is called the fizzy. 
And somehow it doesn't have to plug in, which is very interesting to me. Like I think you manually push a button or something and like you control the carbonation based on like how long you hold it down or something. Interesting. And then they have the fizzy one touch, which is the one that I have. And then they have like an even more upscale version that I think is like glass bottles or something. But I, yeah, I have the fizzy one touch. So it plugs in and then it just has three different settings for like how bubbly you want it. And I honestly always use the first level of bubbly because I feel like it's just fine and like saves the CO2. Um, but I am a huge fan of the soda stream. I definitely use it like once a day because I drink so much sparkling water. And I feel like it's not necessarily a need if you live in the suburbs, I feel like, because it's not a big deal to buy canned seltzer. Mm-hmm. But for me living in the city, I think this is going to be a really big deal because lugging home canned seltzers was like a pain point, honestly. Mm-hmm. So this will be a lot better. And on a macro scale, I suppose it's more sustainable than having a bunch of aluminum cans, although mm-hmm. aluminum cans are the easiest thing to recycle. Um, and yeah, I'm a big fan. I actually have it right now. I have a mason jar and I have the Trader Joe's watermelon, sparkling watermelon juice that came back and I diluted it with more sparkling water because I like to do that with juice. I don't know if that's weird. I like I dilute like almost every juice into like a spritzer situation, but yeah, big fan. And it's funny because when I started packing it up for my apartment, my parents were like, wait, you're taking the soda stream? And I was like, yeah, of course I'm taking the soda stream. And they were like, wait, but we want a soda stream. Like, that's so sad. And so I got them one for Mother's Day. Oh, nice. <laughs> like a replacement soda stream. So now they have a soda stream too. We all have soda streams. Big fan. If you're into sparkling water, highly recommend. Yeah, I've been eyeing soda streams for so long. I really should just bite the bullet and get one. Yeah. Especially moving to the city. Like, I should get Really the fizzy one touch, like the second highest level, mm-hmm. is like one twenty, maybe like just over a hundred dollars. Okay. And then the most basic one, I want to say, is like eighty or ninety. Like the most basic one is not bad at all. Okay, but I just I got them the fizzy one touch because it was the one that I had. Like I was like, whatever, they know how to yeah. use it. But yeah, big fan. All right, I'll have to I'll have to do more research. Reopen the Soda Stream can of worms. Um. My favorite for this week, it's not going to sound like they go hand in hand, but they weirdly go hand in hand. So first, it is the YouTube channel, Jenica and Annika. I don't think I've mentioned them before, but they are essentially like, for those of you that like watch Gilmore Girls, it's kind of like their Gilmore Girls situation. So Jenica had her daughter, Annika, when she was 14, and now Annika is 14, and Jenica is 28, and they just kind of, like, talk about, like, their lives and um, what it was like having a kid at 14 and, like, growing up and, like, Jenica went to college and all of this stuff, and they're just so funny. Like, I don't know how to explain it, but they're just really funny to watch. Like, they don't – obviously, their story is super unique in the sense of, like, Jenica was pregnant and had a kid when she was 13, 14, and, like, I – didn't even know what sex was I'm pretty sure at that point (laughs) so like it's funny um and like she is very good about like being informational like she doesn't shame at all the idea of like teen pregnancy which I think is really important because I think people shame teen pregnancy and act like it's something that like should not happen and I just think people don't realize how easily teen pregnancy can happen and like you can do everything right and still end up pregnant but anyway so she's very like not shameful but informative about like her experiences and what it was like and they're also just like really funny people have like great camera presence um and just vlog their lives and I really enjoy watching them and then they led to my other favorite which is called the fetch app because they had a sponsorship with this app so this is how Mm -hmm. I found out about it and essentially what it is is like you scan all of your receipts and get points for the receipt so you can hook it up to like your email and your amazon and like press a button and it'll scan through your email and your amazon for receipts and get them that way and then you can take pictures of like paper receipts and you get points and you can turn them in for gift cards so i now that i'm vaccinated have been going out to stores more especially tj maxx my addiction is back and i've just been scanning my receipts and i'm almost at ten thousand points which would be a ten dollar gift card and I'm already thinking about what where I want to get it to. They have, like, Starbucks, Target, Dunkin'. How does that work? Like, I'm so curious. Like, what is their, like, business model? Is it, like, they can track what's, like, popular for people to buy and, like, they sell that information or something? 
I guess. I don't know. I haven't questioned it much. I'm just <laughs> like, having... I just tell them and they just give me money. Yeah, I just have fun. Um, they have like deals within the app too. So like, for example, you could get like a thousand points for getting like a certain cereal at Walmart or something like that. Like mm-hmm. that's one I just saw the other day. So yeah, I don't know what the business model is behind yeah, it. Yeah, I really want to investigate. I'm like, but I'm just they, like, how are they making money? I feel like that yeah. has to be it. They have to be like, I don't know, selling the data or something, which like, you can't avoid it. Like, everyone's selling our data all the I time. I was going to say, like, yeah. <laughs> every second of every day, my data is sold. So yeah. if I get a $10 Starbucks card. Yeah, but you'll benefit. You're going to be exploited. You might as well make the cash. So Yeah, exactly. Um, um, and I feel like going back to what you said about the Jenica and – is it Annika or Annika? Annika. Annika. I don't watch them specifically. I've seen them on, like, TikTok maybe. But um, I feel like I do sometimes like to watch, like – teen mom vloggers because I feel like yeah. it's just interesting to see like such a different yeah life experience like from what you had I don't know I think it's pretty interesting and it's funny because sometimes they'll come up with my recommended and people will be like wait why do you have like teen mom think of like an example I can't even think of one right now but um, I know like KK and baby J are really popular yeah like stuff like that and I'm like it's just it's just so dang interesting <laughs> I just it's it it's is just interesting well because well, you sit there and you're like it's so different from what I had, but, like, they're no different than you. Like, it, you could have just as easily have been a teen mom as they yeah. are, but, like, they just, I don't know, it's crazy. Um, Yeah, they're super fun, though. I think you, especially because you like teen mom stuff, I think you would like them a lot. Because it's just so funny seeing a 28-year-old with a 14-year-old daughter. Because Jenica the will dynamic, just be like, yeah. she'll be like, Annika, no cap. And Annika's like, I cannot believe that you just said that to me. Stop. <laughs> so, yeah, they're funny. All right, let's move into the main episode topic here, the best and worst purchases of our 20s so far, because we're only 23. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Today's actually my half birthday, so. Oh my God, have me ask Surprised you didn't bring a gift. <laughs> it's really rude. <laughs> Sorry. Um. So I guess we'll, do you think we should go through all the best and then all the worst, or should we do like a little back and forth? Wow. I feel like. Or all the worst and then all the best? Maybe all the worst and then all the best. I like to end on a positive note. Okay, let's do that. Fun. So I can kick it off with my first worst purchase. And this is something that I feel like I can't feel too bad about because it's not really something I could have planned for or like found an alternative circumstance in the moment. But it is my rent during COVID. So if you guys aren't familiar, if you weren't listening back then... Um, obviously I left Boston when everything started to like get scary. I think it was like the March 15th or whatever that date was. And I kind of thought it would be a temporary thing and I would be back to Boston. And lo and behold, I never lived in Boston again, really until the end of my lease. I had been back a couple of times to my apartment to like get things and stay overnight and whatever, but I never lived like long-term there again. And so basically March through August, I was just, or half of March through August, Um, I was just kind of throwing money out the window, although I had already paid my last month's lease like when I signed, but whatever. Basically, I just was throwing money out the window because I was paying money for lease um, and not using it. And I feel like people might be like, oh, Anya, why didn't you like find a sublet? And that was like very much easier said than done at that time. Like nobody really wanted to be in the city. um, And so there wasn't really anyone to sublet for me. And there wasn't really a reason for people to be in the city. Like classes weren't in person, like for the most part, work wasn't in person. So it was just basically impossible. So that was a lot of money down the drain, but I want to say I did get some money through the CARES Act, which I think I mentioned in an episode at one point, but it was basically like this uh, financial assistance thing you could apply for through your school. And I did get back like pretty much half the rent that I lost. So it was still like a couple thousand dollars, which is very sad, but um, at least it wasn't like a total wash. But yeah, that's one of my worst purchases. (laughs) So my first worst purchase is buying nicer clothes specifically at the beginning of the pandemic I think a lot of us were just bored well first of all we were all thinking this was going to be like a two weeks and then life was going to be normal which is so funny (laughs) to think but I feel like at the beginning you know everyone was bored no one really had anything to do for us like school was just a joke at that point and so I did a lot of online shopping and I was like well I'm gonna buy cute clothes because when life is back to normal like it's gonna be a big old party not knowing that life wouldn't be normal until 
honestly, we still don't necessarily know when it's going to be normal. Like, things are Mm -hmm. more normal now, but it's not the same. Um, And I honestly, I feel like a lot of people, whether you gained or lost weight, like, had weight fluctuations and things like that during the pandemic, which is totally normal because it's a global pandemic and an incredibly stressful time. And so I feel like I just bought a few things that were, like, nicer and meant to go for, like, going out, and now they don't even, like, fit that well. And I just kind of wish that I, like, if I was going to, like, do online shopping and buy clothes and stuff, I wish I bought more, like, appropriate, like, loungewear and things like that. But, yeah, I mean, this is one of those ones where, like, hindsight really plays into it. I guess in the Mm -hmm. moment I didn't necessarily know, but looking back, I'm like, I probably shouldn't have wasted the money on that. Yeah, I feel you. Then my next one is my Ray-Bans. So it's funny because I consider myself a pretty responsible person and I Mm -hmm. do have a number of like luxury, like high-end items. But for some reason, for the life of me, I cannot keep a pair of sunglasses for like more than four (laughs) months. I don't know what it is. I've always been like this. I think it's because they're very mobile. Like they always come with you places. And like so do other things, I guess. But for some reason, I just know I am not a person that can keep track of sunglasses. So I shouldn't have bought these, but um, I was at an outlet at one point, like the Bloomingdale's outlet, I want to say, and I got some Ray-Bans that were discounted and I was really excited about them. And yep, I had them for like a couple months and then they disappeared into the void. And I've literally looked everywhere because I was like, oh, maybe they were in like another purse. I switched out, didn't notice, like they're just gone. So that was very sad and irresponsible. And I'm really not like that with many things, but I've just accepted that I like can't buy high-end sunglasses because I'm just not... I'm not good with them so (laughs) yeah I honestly concur because I think like you said sunglasses are such a portable thing I have a pair of Ray-Bans and I do know where they are they're actually on my bureau right now um but I stress about them a lot like I'm so like if I'm gonna wear them I'm so like hyper aware of where they are at all times and it's like they're just sunglasses like for the love of god you can buy a pair for 10 bucks on Amazon that will do the same thing and you don't have to stress about losing them so (laughs) But what can you do? They're really cute Ray-Bans, I will say that. Um, my next one, and I'm realizing I probably should have made this one first because it's the biggest one, but <laughs> <laughs> law school tuition and textbooks. Um, yeah, again, kind of another one that in hindsight is a bad purchase, but I guess in the moment wasn't. But I, I believe I've said on the show before that I had a full tuition scholarship and if I didn't surprise maybe yeah okay surprise I did um and so thankfully I didn't lose like a year's worth of tuition in making this decision and quite honestly that's part of the reason why I was able to make this decision I didn't feel like I you know dug a financial hole that I didn't want to just be for nothing but the tricky thing about education is that even when you get a full tuition scholarship, there's still fees and there's still textbooks. And anyone who is in law school or who has looked into law school textbooks for whatever reason knows that those things are so unbelievably expensive. I don't know why, but they're so expensive. And yeah, in hindsight, didn't really need them, but I did spend the money on them. And here we are. So again, I will get into this in the solo episode that I do about why I'm taking a leave from law school, but just really make sure you want to be a lawyer before you go because even if you're on a full tuition scholarship, there's still some fees and costs and things like that that do get thrown away if you decide not to continue for whatever your reasons are. Yes. I was actually thinking about putting textbooks myself just like in general because I feel like especially in the beginning of college you just don't realize that you maybe don't always need it or there's like ways to find it online or whatever but Mm -hmm. that I guess wouldn't have technically been in my 20s so that's why I didn't do it but yeah true this makes sense for you so my next one is outfits for like single occasions or like party themes and it's funny because we talked about this in like our sustainability episode too I think it was also a bad decision in that regard Um, but I was in a sorority in college, if you guys didn't know. And so basically every single week we had like a themed party of some sort. 
And I feel like people went really hard for the most part on those. So you kind of felt lame if you also didn't go hard on them. Like I definitely could have like made stuff work with like things that I had, but you kind of had like a pressure to live up to the theme to an extent. Yeah. So I feel like I bought like single – I'm trying to think of like an example of a theme that we would have, but I don't know, just like random costumey things on Amazon to like match the theme. Like we'd have like a masquerade thing and it's like, mm-hmm. all right, well, you got to buy like a mask, like just random stuff like that. And I don't think it maybe added up to like a ton of money through my college experience, but I just think it was like really unnecessary. <laughs> but yeah. it's part of the culture, I guess. <laughs> yeah. In the moment, it's so fun. But then you're mm-hmm. like, what do I do with this like random St. Patty's Day headband? Yeah. Never like they're so single use. So Yeah. Um, my next one, ironically, I think I talked about this as a favorite (laughs) in one episode, but I think just like the principle behind why I have it is why I put it on the worst list, but it's my Laneige lip mask. I kind of just fed into like the hype around the Laneige brand. And honestly, I didn't put this on here, but I'm going to lump my necessaire, Mm -hmm. uh, lotion and body wash into this as well. They aren't bad per se, and I am using them. Like, I'm almost done with the body wash. I'm almost done with the lotion. And, like, I do use the Laneige lip mask pretty frequently. But I kind of, like, I didn't need them by any means. And truthfully, they're nothing special. Like, it's just body wash. It's just lotion. There's literally no need for it to be $25. So it's just, like, buying into the hype of Mm -hmm. the brand. And I'm kind of just realizing that there's no need to do that, like, if a seven dollar if freaking aquaphor works better than the twenty dollar Laneige lip mask, it's like why like treat yourself. I'm not judging your purchase, but for me, I just going forward want to be more conscious of not like giving into the hype of a certain brand. Mm-hmm. I get that. Um, my next one is unlimited passes for different things. So like, what came to mind for me. Um, was like a T-pass like for mm-hmm. the MBTA, the public transportation in Boston, um, or like workout passes that are unlimited. I feel like you really have to do the math on those kind of things to see if they're actually yeah. going to pay off. Like at one point I did the math on a unlimited T-pass and at least at the time, I don't know if the prices have changed, but when I did the math, um, you had to use it twice a day, five times a week for it to like cancel out just buying a single one. Um, so if you aren't like literally commuting with it, it's not really worth buying. And I think that there were some semesters in college that I was like, oh, I'm going to get an unlimited pass. Like I live in Boston, but like I wasn't actually using it to the extent that it made sense to get an unlimited pass. So things like that. And then also like workout passes. I feel like when you buy an unlimited one, you're like, this is going to motivate me to go more, but I don't know if it really does. And it's just expensive. So um, I just feel like in general, like do the math on those types of like unlimited subscriptions and things like that just to make sure that it's actually worth it and you're not just like you're not better off just buying it like every time you need it kind of thing yeah my next one is kind of similar I feel like on the same train of thought uh it's subscriptions that I forgot to cancel after the free trial very sad the most sad arguably actually I need to cancel a subscription so I'm literally writing it down right now. which one <laughs> it's a law school related one it's for a website oh. called Quimby um yeah there's just been so many times that I'm like heck yeah love a free trial and then you tell yourself like okay yeah the free trials for a month like cool a month from now I'll, I'll cancel it and you just forget and then you wake up one day and you're like shit I didn't cancel that subscription and you look at your bank statement and you're like ah, they charged me for it so I'm not at by any means saying not to take free trials I'm I love a free trial I really do but set alarms for yourself mm. set a reminder set an alarm put it on your calendar stamp it on your forehead do whatever you got to do to remember when the free trial is up so that you don't get charged because there's nothing worse than getting charged and you're like I'm not going to use this like I was just here because it was free I'm not gonna I don't want to I don't want to use this if I have to pay for it so don't forget use your phone I like the reminders app for stuff mm. like that so my next one, I don't think this is like a big sum of money that I've necessarily wasted. It's more of just like a guilt thing. But I feel like whenever I'm at the grocery store, especially when I go to like Whole Foods or something that has really nice produce, I just like have a really, I don't know, like an idealistic <laughs> scope of like what I'm actually going to use. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, this citrus is gorgeous. I'll buy 10. Like this kale, beautiful. I'll buy it. And I just end up with a lot of produce that doesn't necessarily like 
go together or like mesh into like a cohesive dish or anything like that. Um, and so basically I'm saying I, I can't really buy produce that I don't have a plan for I'm finding. <laughs> so I just need to like go in with like a recipe list and like actually be strategic about what I'm buying. Cause otherwise I just end up with like stuff in the fridge that I thought was a good idea and I don't actually know how to cook with it. And it just like goes bad, which is not good for like anyone involved. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, no, I really on that one for sure. Um, my next one, and this one is still honestly very upsetting for me. It's the Purito sunscreen. Now listen. If you know, you know. (laughs) I recommend this stuff. I really do. It's such a good sunscreen and I was obsessed with it because my people, you better be putting SPF on and then you know that it's so hard to find a sunscreen that doesn't have a white cast or like a weird texture to it. And this one is perfect. It had the texture of a moisturizer, literally no white cast whatsoever, but your girl is so unbelievably allergic to the sunscreen I mean a full body rash and I was using it on my face and I had a full body rash like riddle me not I don't know how that happened well they Um, also had their whole scandal thing so I feel like they kind of have a bad name for themselves uh, now I forgot about that yeah that was like after either after or like around the same time as your thing but if you're not familiar they basically like they're a I want to say a Korean brand yeah maybe like standards are different for I don't know, just like regulations across countries. Mm -hmm. And so there was some discrepancy with like whether or not their SPF claims were like actually valid and Mm -hmm. things like that, which you would be like, oh, maybe that's not a big deal. But it it really is when it comes to sunscreen because it's like people's health that's being impacted. And like some people need a certain SPF to like protect their skin if they're like predisposed to things. So basically it was just like a big brand fiasco and whatever. So I think they're – yeah. I think a lot of people are in this boat of regretting buying Purito now. Yeah, maybe I take my recommendation back. Do your research before you buy it. But I, at least from like a use standpoint, really enjoyed it. But just got a full body rash from it. So that it's only like 15 bucks. But, you know, 15 bucks down the drain it was. Yeah. All right. My next one is I feel like sometimes when it comes to buying clothes – I know I should go with the neutral. I know that I'm going to get more wear out of it. I know it's probably the better idea, but there's still this part of me that wants to be like cool girl Anya that like has cool, bright clothes and like is bold. And so sometimes when there's like a neutral option and a bold option, I'll go for the bold option thinking it's a good idea. And it's like never really been a good idea. It's been a good idea like maybe once ever. So I feel like I just have some accessories or some items that are like super bright and just aren't that practical and I don't wear a lot when there was an option to get a more neutral versatile version and I can't like quantify that like I don't have like a specific pair of pants in mind or something but I feel like I do this kind of a lot where I'm like do I go the safe route or like the more fun route and then I pick the more fun route and I'm like damn I should have picked the safe route because now I've worn it twice and I'm like tired of it so yeah my like motto is I always pick the safe one and then if I find that I like really like the fit or like I just get a lot of use out of the safe one then I'm like well maybe it's worth the fun one too because like Mm -hmm. I already know I like it but at times I do also find myself doing the same thing where I just go for the fun one um my next one kind of along the same lines again is just like random cheap accessories that end up getting worn only a few times like I'm thinking like trendy stuff like I guess sunglasses kind of fall into this we're getting like trendy sunglass shapes or like I got on Amazon like a 15 pack of head scarves or mm. uh, yeah like the uh, silky ones mm-hmm. and it's like yeah they're cute yeah I use them like every once in a while do I need 15 of them no no I really don't so I'm like Kylie maybe next time just buy like one and then you can participate in the trend and you don't have just 15 head scarves taking up a drawer somewhere and I feel like especially things like Amazon like you'll see that there's like a pack of two for like five dollars or a pack of 15 for 10 you're like well that's crazy of course I'm going to get the 15 for 10 but it's like if you're not going to use it then it's still kind of throwing away money so I guess being more realistic about like what accessories I need and how much I would actually use a certain accessory in the future is a goal of mine yeah, that's really how Amazon gets you. It really quantity. is. Yeah. My next one is buying books like new, like going to Barnes & Noble and buying mm-hmm. a new book. I just feel like books are really expensive to buy new. Yeah. And I had this realization as a week in review at one point, but like go to your library. Mm-hmm. It's free. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
And so now I, whenever I look at books that I like actually own, like I guess if you love a specific book and you know you're going to read it over and over and over, like, okay, maybe buy it. But I'm also just not like that. Like I don't think I've really reread many things in my life. So I just – there's no reason for me to own books. I'll just need to – I need to get a library pass when I move and like uphold that habit. Yeah. I'm like, don't – don't ignore, <laughs> ignore that. Why can't I point to it? My bookshelf. I have my bookshelf in the background. Um, my next one is coffee, eating out, takeout in excess. So I think that like buying coffee out and like going out to dinner and getting takeout, like obviously it has like its own benefits, it's a good social activity. Sometimes you just want to treat yourself to a Starbucks in the morning, like totally fine. I just think especially in college, I took it a little too far. Like I remember freshman year of college, which technically wasn't 20 year old me, but I was 19 at the time. So we'll call it close enough. Um, almost like every weekend I was getting some sort of takeout or going to a restaurant or stuff like that. And it just drains your bank account. So like, I think just being more cognizant of how much you're spending in those areas. So maybe like sit down with yourself and see how much a month you're spending on coffee, how much you're spending on eating out, how much you're spending on takeout, things like that. And then figuring out like, okay, would you still be like as happy if you only like spent a third of that money on each one if the answer is yes or if you like want to try it out then try it out um but yeah I mean I guess not necessarily a regret because obviously I love like the social aspect of going out to eat with friends or grabbing a coffee with a friend and things like that but definitely it doesn't need to be like an every day or even an every week thing yeah, I definitely could have put this on here for myself too, but I almost felt like it was like unspoken. Like I just feel like everyone yeah. has this problem, <laughs> but maybe that's not true. Um, my next one and the last one of my worst purchases, this one's kind of funny. It's like lighthearted, but I just <laughs> plants that have died. You guys know that I'm really into <laughs> plants, like house plants. I have over 50. Um, so I'm just really into them. And there's been a couple plants that just didn't didn't take well to me. Maybe I didn't treat them right, whatever it is. <laughs> And they perish, dressed in peace, and obviously I paid for them, so it's kind of sad. But <laughs> sad, May it's they the rest way it, in peace. Way it is sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, my last worst purchase, and I actually saw this in an article, and so it inspired me to put this on. But it's wasting my time on things, experiences, and people who aren't worth it. Because after all, time is money, people. So yeah, I feel like everyone's wasted time whether it be like stressing about something or like in an experience that you knew maybe wasn't the best for you, like, I don't know, law school, um, <laughs> or just like people in your life. And while like, it doesn't necessarily have like a quantitative dollar amount to it, like that is still your time. And it's time that you could have spent doing something else that maybe could have led to a quantitative gain, um, or it could not have. But like I said, time is money. You're experiences and your time is worth something and I think your 20s is a big time in your life to sort of learn that and learn your own personal worth and where that should be placed so kind of a a woo-woo one to throw in there but (laughs) we love woo-woo yeah we really do All right, let's move into our best purchases of our 20s. I feel like we could have made this two separate episodes. We really don't know what to say, but we'll we'll get through them. Um, So my first one, and like this came to mind immediately, was just any form of travel ever, whether it be like a European vacation, a trip to the Bahamas, a like Airbnb in the same state. Like I never, ever, ever, pretty much ever regret spending money on travel. Mm -hmm. Are there times where I could have been like more budget appropriate when traveling? Probably, yeah. Are there times when, like, I could have been more strategic and, like, bought a plane ticket for cheaper? Probably, yeah. But, like, I never, ever regret travel. Like, I think memories are so priceless. And, Mm -hmm. yeah, I'll just – best purchases of my 20s have definitely been travel. Yeah, I completely agree on that one. My first one is my trusty, dusty iPad and Apple Pencil. You guys know I freaking love my iPad. I love my Apple Pencil. It's one of the best purchases ever. I use it literally every single day and I just love it, especially if you're a student. I know it's not super applicable for me now anymore, 
Um, but when I was a student, using it for like note taking and things like that was incredible. And so I highly, highly recommend it. I And even still not being a student, I don't regret it because I use it for so many other things besides note taking as well now that I have it. So if you've been on the fence, definitely do it. I was just thinking it would be funny if someone missed the last episode and like and they're like so confused (laughs) i'm like okay everyone quick recap (laughs) no yeah go listen to that we can review if you're confused (laughs) literally just the first 16 minutes will fill you in on what you need to know (laughs) um my next one is insurance which is probably the lamest one on here but i feel like i'm very lucky to not have had to use my medical insurance for anything drastic or my car insurance or anything like that but it's so important to have Mm because when you need it you really need it. So yep. that's a very good purchase. Um, and I think I think in a lot of places it's required, but if it's not required and you don't have it, highly Get recommend it. considering <laughs> it's just a good life thing and you don't want to like, if you're already in such a drastic and like scary situation, like if you are having like a medical emergency or you get in a car accident or like your house floods or something, like the last thing you want to worry about is like how you're going to pay for it. So I just think like the peace of mind of this is like worth every penny. So yeah, for sure. My next one, and truthfully, right now this is a best, but I wouldn't be surprised if we did like an updated episode in a few years from now, this turns into a worse. Um, But it's matching lounge sets. And this kind of goes off the same logic as, you know, buying nicer clothes in the pandemic. I feel like especially like doing school at home and working from home and all that, it's been really nice to have those like matching lounge sets because to me, they're obviously super, super comfortable, but when you like have a matching set, it just feels a bit more like purposeful and like you are putting on an outfit. And I just think so many cute ones came out in the past year, year and a half or so. Um, and yeah, so I get a lot of use out of my lounge sets still. I probably will continue to throughout the summer as I work from home. And my hope is that I'll still get use out of them after the pandemic once you know I'm going into work in person and I'll still use them like on the weekends or nights or things like that. But yeah, I really like them. I'll be interested to see if in a few years from now, I'm like, oh, Kylie, you didn't need 10 matching (laughs) sets. Yeah. I'm interested. I'm always interested to see like what trends we end up cringing at in the future. Yeah. Whatever. They're fun now. Yeah. True. My next one, I guess this was technically purchased before my twenties, but this jacket is everything to me. This was like the first thing that came to mind when we talked about making this episode. I was like, this jacket 100% has to be on here. It's the North Face Arctic Parka. I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. Mm-hmm. I have it in like a gray and it lasted me. It's it's going on like six years now and it's just the warmest jacket ever and it's long, which is so important. If you've never lived anywhere cold, like you need a long jacket. Just going to the waist isn't going to cut it. It's got to be at least the knees. So it's a long one. I just love it. I don't know how I would live without it. Whenever, if this thing ever deteriorates, which I'm honestly thinking it might last forever because it looks brand new. But if this thing ever deteriorates, I will absolutely buy another one of the same exact one because I love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. If you're in a cold climate, you have to invest in a nice jacket. You will not regret it. Um, my next one is a weighted blanket for my bad bitches with anxiety get yourself a weighted blanket this is a very recent purchase of mine but I do not regret it even a little bit it is the most common thing in the world like I don't even know how to explain it I personally was having a lot of sleep issues uh from my own like anxiety and sort of depression and this thing is just so calming and so relaxing they can be a bit pricey at least for like a blanket. I think mine was around $70, I want to say, which, you know, I recognize for a blanket, that's a lot, but I love it so much. And it's so soft and so cozy and just calms your little anxiety nerves. So if you've been thinking about it, you should get one. Yes. I also have one and I love it. And it's funny because I was I was like thinking about it for a while. I was like, should I pack this? Like it's literally 13 pounds. To go in a box like I was like is it worth it and then I was like yeah it's worth it it's coming <laughs> yeah um my next one is my Birkenstocks I know these are very like polarized opinions mm-hmm. like you either love or you hate Birkenstocks and I get that but I love them I have two different pairs I have like a 
brown, like very Jesus sandal vibe. And then mm-hmm. I have a pink one, which is a little more fun. And I just love them. They wear in so well. They last forever. And they're like my only real go-to summer shoe. So no regrets. Yeah. I don't have real Birkenstocks, but I have like dupes. Is that the appropriate word? <laughs> Fake Birkenstocks. Um, yeah, they are very convenient. Um, my next one is the Ordinary skincare, specifically their niacinamide, niacinamide serum. I feel like every white girl has been like just singing the praises of this serum, but it really is the best. And the Ordinary in general is just a pretty safe brand, at least for me as someone with incredibly sensitive skin. I have had really great experiences with the Ordinary and I think I'm just glad that I've started investing a little bit more in my skincare and I can like barely call it investing because the ordinary is so affordable. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I definitely think your twenties is a time to really think about your skin, think about your skin and think about your skincare routine and kind of how you can keep it happy and healthy and all of that fun stuff. So if you haven't started, you know, making your little skincare routine, now's the time. Super fun. You feel like a chemist with all your little tinctures. Yeah, I recommend The Ordinary. Love The Ordinary here. Didn't they respond to our Instagram story at one point? They did. And I was like, (laughs) I love you guys so much. (laughs) Sponsor us? (laughs) Yeah, literally. Um, My next one is the Lululemon Align Leggings. You guys probably know that I'm a relative Lulu stan. I do thrift a lot of my Lulu, but I also, oh my god, Oscar. My dog's barking. (laughs) So I have a beagle and he smells rabbits like in the spring and he goes so crazy in the yard because see, he just like wants us to know that's, that's the thing about beagles. They're read to be like a hunting accompanying dog. Mm -hmm. So they don't actually ever like kill the thing or try to, but they just want you to know they're like, their whole instinct is to like alert you because they want to like alert their hunting companion. So he just freaks out, but he's not actually going to do anything. Like he's just going to chase around and then give up. Anyway, if you hear him, <laughs> sorry. Oh, Oscar. Um, but yeah, you guys might know I'm a Lululemon stand. Um, I thrift most of my Lulu, but I also have bought some of it new. And the Align leggings are the ones that are like the kind of like buttery fabric that makes you have almost like a naked feel. I'm wearing them right now. I had had this pair for like probably three years now. And I actually just like a couple months ago bought another pair not because these ones were like deteriorating or like I really needed it, but because I was wearing them so much that I wanted to have like one option when the other one was dirty. So yeah, absolutely love best leggings. I know that there's a lot of similar ones um, at like TJ Maxx and stuff like that. Um, So if Lululemon's out of your price point, you can try those, but I will stand by Lulu forever. And they have such good, like, I guess, warranty, you could call it like replacement policies, like all of that. Like, I think it's worth the investment if you can do it. Yeah, for sure. My next one is more of a, um, I guess, like a principle than a specific purchase, but thrifting. I actually, and I think I talked about this when we did our episode with Gabby on thrifting. Uh, I didn't really get into thrifting until I was probably around 20. And I'm just so happy that like I gave it a go because I would say at this point, like a good 25% of my wardrobe is thrifted, if not more. I'm being a little modest because I don't want to over-exaggerate. But yeah, I just, I feel like it's affordable, it's sustainable, and you can find some really, really cool pieces, really unique pieces thrifting. And I think the experience itself is really fun. So I'm glad that I, in my 20s, have decided to allocate more of my spending money towards secondhand clothing. Obviously, as a disclaimer, like, try to be mindful if you're thrifting of sort of the area you are and whether or not you might be living in an area or thrifting in an area where, you know, a good chunk of the population really depends on thrift stores to get, you know, basic needs and things like that and trying to be conscious of that if you, you know, are privileged enough to not needing, oh my god, to not need to rely (laughs) on thrifting. But I just, I really love it. It's one of my favorite things. Me too. It's just the best. My next one is my away luggage. So um, I have the pink carry-on and the matching like larger suitcase. And it's funny because I got that larger suitcase 
like Christmas 2019. So I haven't really had a chance to use it in any sort of travel because it's like a large suitcase that you would really only use on like a big vacation. So mm-hmm. that's kind of unfortunate, but I do love my other carry-on and I assume I'm going to love the big one just as much. Um, I just think like good quality luggage is a important glow up to have as an adult. And I really like, for a while I always had the like, I guess just like fabric luggage and like with just like the two wheels, but I love the hard shell and I love like how um, agile it is, like the four-way spin or whatever it's called. Like I just think good luggage is important, especially if you travel a good amount. Mm -hmm. So I love mine and I feel like the color is so cute. I don't have the one with the charger though. Sometimes people ask me that and um, I actually decided not to get that one because it costs more was heavier and it takes up room in like the luggage itself. So I, I always felt like I would be pretty close to an outlet if you were like in an airport or something like that, but to each their own. Yeah, for sure. My next one is my new laptop, which is also a pretty recent purchase, but I feel like, especially as an adult and like a, either a professional or a student, like it's almost unspoken at this point that like you have your own laptop. Like, I feel like I just automatically assume everyone has a laptop And my previous one I got in, I believe, 2015. So it had been a good six years of having that laptop. And I will say that, like, I could I have gotten, like, probably another year, maybe two out of that laptop? Sure. It probably would have taken, you know, a few repairs and replacements and things like that. And that's why I ultimately ended up deciding to get a new one. Um, but since getting the new one, there's just so many things that I didn't even realize was wrong with my old one that now like having the new one, I'm like, oh, airdropping something from your phone to your laptop doesn't have to take 10 minutes. That's crazy. I had no (laughs) idea. Uh, so yeah, definitely glad that I invested in a new laptop, especially now going into, you know, the professional world. I actually, the job that I'm working over the summer asked me if I would be willing to work off of my personal laptop for a few weeks because they've been having some issues with other people's laptops and so a lot of the excess ones are in use right now and I was like yeah sure she's brand new she's ready to go so yeah definitely glad I got it yeah I feel like it's almost a quality of life thing when you use it like all day every day like just the difference it has when you have like good technology set up yeah for sure My next one is my Roth IRA. I won't linger on this too much, but (laughs) I didn't really have a whole retirement situation until earlier this year. And I feel like it's just kind of a big weight off my shoulders. So if you know that this is something that you have to set up and you haven't yet, just do it. Even if you're only contributing like 10 bucks a month or something, compound interest is still your friend. The earlier you start, the better. And I guess this isn't really like a purchase, but I guess it is. It's a purchase for my like 70 year old self so (laughs) yeah it's money spent technically yeah so my next one is my emotional support water bottle I thought this was so funny yeah mine's right here yeah here she is she is (laughs) (laughs) I have two technically this is a this is a new one this is a new addition is a Starbucks one I it was gifted this one actually um but I'm glad I have two Because when one's being washed, like in the dishwasher, you need a replacement emotional support water bottle. So I have this one in a Yeti. I have the 30-ounce Yeti. And yeah, there's just, first of all, get hydrated, ladies. It's so important. Drink your water. Do what you got to do. And when you have a fun cup to do it out of, it's even better. For me, I like ones with straws because I just find it so easy to drink out of. But it really is an emotional support. I feel lost without her, so. I will say I probably made a not great spontaneous purchase in that I have a 32-ounce Hydro Flask right here. Is it 32? Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah, 32. And literally yesterday, I bought a 24-ounce Hydro Flask because it was at <laughs> uh, Sierra, like the yeah. crunchy TJ Maxx. Mm-hmm. And um, it was only $16 and it was a really cute green. So I'm trying to strategize like how I'm actually going to use it. Like I'm like, okay, this can be like my home water bottle. The other one can be like my to-go water bottle. Like I want to make them work, but it probably wasn't the best idea. But here I am. It's so cute. So we'll see. <laughs> Sometimes you got to do it. <laughs> yeah. My next one, this is on this list because it's obviously top of mind. Getting movers is definitely one of the best purchases of my 20s. 
So I moved myself in. And when I say like myself, I don't mean like me alone. I mean like my parents and like friends that were there to help um, into my first apartment that I had like legit furniture in and stuff. Like I feel like a dorm is obviously not as big a deal because you're just moving like your stuff. But when you have like heavy furniture and my furniture is pretty much all thrifted. So it's antique and like well-made, which makes it extremely heavy. Like I feel like a lot of the Ikea stuff that we bought for this apartment maybe won't be like awful to move ourselves. But um, yeah, moving in was really an experience and I just felt so bad for everyone involved because it was obviously such like a taxing thing like we had a lot of stairs and I just don't like asking that of people um and we were all so sore like it was just really difficult Mm -hmm. and so when I moved out we got movers and it's just so worth it they know what they're doing they know how to do everything in like a healthy way not like strain themselves they know how to like wrap fragile things and make sure that they can like get from place to place just so worth it they are an expense but like I feel so relieved going into this next week knowing that like at least that part of it is arranged and we don't have to worry about it so (laughs) highly recommend if you're moving anytime soon (laughs) just let the professionals do what they're good at and you stick to like what you can do (laughs) and it's just so much better (laughs) yeah yeah I feel that my next one is for my dry-eyed ladies switching to daily contacts was such a power move for a few reasons. Number one, I had two-week contacts, and it was to the point where I would wear them for, like, two days, and then after that, every time I would put them in, it would take, like, 30 seconds, and my eyes would just be so irritated and dry and bloodshot, like, to the point that people were coming up to me being like, hey, you high? Like, what's going on? And I was like, no, just got dry eyes with contacts in. And I tried drops and, like, everything and just nothing worked. So I ended up switching to daily contacts. And, like, it really just is such a game changer. It is a bit more wasteful, which is sad. But for me, I personally bought a three-month supply. And I think that was a very smart move in the pandemic. Because, obviously, I don't need to be putting contacts in every day. I'm fine to wear my glasses around the house. Um, But it's just so nice knowing that, like, when I go to put contacts in, if I am going out that I'm not going to look stoned and I'm not going to feel like my eyes are going to fall out of my head because they're so dry. So if you've been having issues like that, make the investment, do the daily contacts. They are pretty expensive. Like they're pretty significantly more expensive than two-week contacts, but like it's just worth it. I can't say I relate at all, but I'm glad that you figured this out. Thank you. (laughs) Um, My last item on the best purchases list is my bean boots are my bean boots um so if you're not from new england i feel like people were confused about this um that weren't from new england when i was talking one time so there are ll bean boots but like they're just called bean boots around these Mm -hmm. parts yeah and they're basically just like a waterproof like winter boot situation yeah and i have the insulated ones i know you can get them non-insulated so they're more of just like a rain boot or you can get them insulated so they're more of a winter boot um and once again this is something that has just lasted forever I just feel like if you live somewhere cold and like you're in school or you're walking outside a lot it's like so worth investing in the expensive winter gear because it's going to last you forever and it's just so worth it to be like comfortable um so I love mine and I also think L.L. Bean has like a ridiculously good replacement policy so yeah no um, they do highly recommend yeah I also have Bean Boots they're the best especially for our New England college folks definitely get them my last best purchase is technically not a purchase that I made but I'm including it anyway and it's the Peloton so technically my family bought this not me but it really is the best and like I've fallen off the bandwagon a little bit just because life got in the way and I'm trying to get back on the bandwagon but even just seeing the use that it gets from my dad and my brother like it was definitely worth the cost of it. So if you are the type of person that like likes home workouts and thinks that they would use it pretty frequently, like if you've taken cycle classes before and you like it, or you've always wanted to try cycling and stuff, like I do think it's worth the investment. And if down the line I have the disposable income to purchase one, I can totally see myself buying one for myself. So yeah, if you're on the fence, I say do it. Don't do the treadmill though. That got recalled recently. Yeah, don't do the treadmill. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do that. But the bike, great. (laughs) All right. So those are the best and worst purchases of our 20s so far. And I know we're pretty long into this episode, but we are going to conclude it with some quick tips about 
how to decide on a purchase and also how to avoid an impulse purchase. So starting it right off, when it comes to deciding on a purchase, it's really a valuable tool to ask yourself, how many hours would I have to work to afford this item or this experience? And if the amount of work seems proportionate to the value of the purchase, then go for it. And I think everyone's definition is a little different, but like, especially when I go out to dinner or something like that, like if I'm like, okay, this dinner is going to cost an hour's worth of work, but I'm enjoying the dinner for two and a half hours, like that's really worth it to me. So uh, that's just one tip. Yeah. The next one is to obviously differentiate between your wants and your needs. And depending on like your personal budget or things like that, you of course want to always lean towards purchasing your needs before your wants. And then once your needs are purchased, you know, assess any disposable income that you have and then go into the wants and just try to categorize, you know, which ones are wants that you really, really want and that you want to spend that money on maybe by using that first tip. Uh, But yeah, I feel like it's really important sometimes to just like make sure that you're accounting for the needed purchases in your life before you go into um, setting aside money for the wants. Mm -hmm. The next one is just a couple of questions that you can ask yourself, which are what value does the purchase add to your life? Is it a long-term investment, instant gratification, material versus immaterial? So just kind of thinking about like how this will benefit you down the line rather than just like instant gratification. Some of our tips for how to avoid an impulse purchase are first shop with a list. This is especially crucial at like a place like Target where Mm -hmm. you can just fall down a freaking rabbit hole. So go with a list and stick to the list if you can help it. Yes. This next one I found online. I thought was pretty interesting, but it said to try not to make decisions after sunset Because there's a growing body of research to indicate that like human willpower is at its worst at the end of a long, hard day. So I think it kind of goes along with like decision fatigue, which we've talked about in a couple episodes. But like, I think at the end of the day, you're just like not thinking as critically because your mind is just tired from everything. So if you're making like big purchases, like for example, right now I'm thinking about like furniture and how much furniture I've been buying lately. I probably shouldn't decide on that like at 9 p.m., you know? Yeah. Um, the next one is one of my favorite tips and it's to wait at least a week before making a purchase. I think this is crucial, even for like small things. Like if you, I don't know, say like go into a store and see a dress that you like and decide to leave without purchasing it. Like if you're still thinking about a dress for a week, go back to the store and get it. Like you clearly want the dress and it's worth the purchase. And obviously, I mean, a dress is small. You can use this for big purchases as well. Uh, But I think sometimes giving yourself a step back and allowing yourself to think about it, like if you're not even thinking about the purchase a week later, it's probably not worth it. It's probably an impulse buy. Mm -hmm. This is why I love the like save for later function on Amazon and some other websites. Important. The next one is, I know this is like a pain point for me is like, I think just also being around here a lot of like what's fun to do to like kill time is to like window shop, like go to stores just to like browse and like walk around. Um, But if you know that you're someone that struggles with impulse purchases, I would encourage you to try to find another activity to like pass the time because you're just asking to come across things that you don't really need and buy them. Yeah, a hundred percent. The next one is to talk to people you trust and see what their opinion is on the purchase. So someone who will be honest and isn't an enabler and avoid going shopping with people who are enablers. I'm definitely an enabler. So I'm sorry for any impulse purchases that I have contributed to. Uh, But I think this is a really good tip. And, you know, going to someone who will tell you whether or not a purchase is worth it. Honestly, I feel like, Audrey, you're that friend. For me, oh, really? you'll be very honest, and I'm the enabler friend, so we make a great <laughs> duo. <laughs> yeah, I feel like everyone has, like, one friend that is, like, do it, like, hyping them up in the moment, and sometimes you need people like that, but um, I do think, like, just in general, like, huge purchases are kind of good to make, I don't know, you're on your own and, like, after you've given it a lot of thought and stuff, like, yeah, I don't know. Um, the last one on this list is, and I think this is just like a financial tip in general when it comes to budgeting and like all of these things is just to keep your end goals in mind. So if you know that there's something greater that you're saving for, you're less likely to blow money on like little things every single day. 
So maybe like visualize the vacation that you're planning and you would love to purchase like later this year. Or maybe like you're at a point where you want to buy a house in the next few years and you need to be saving for that. Like I think having like a financial goal makes it so much easier to not spend money because if you're just saying like, I want to not spend money because spending money is bad, like it's hard to actually enforce with yourself. But if you have a specific goal, I think you're a lot better at actually controlling and not having those impulse purchases be such a big deal. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think with that, that's our episode. It definitely ended up being longer than I thought, but I just, there's so much to say about yes. purchases and money and stuff like that. And I honestly like doing these episodes. So if you guys want to hear more about just finances, purchases, budgeting, things like that, we can definitely do that. I know we had uh, Anya's friend Marina on at the beginning of the podcast mm-hmm. to do an episode on that. So maybe it's worth having her back on and doing like an update or something if you guys are interested. But Yes, let us know and follow us on Instagram if you don't already. Let us know if we look the way you expected us to look. Yes. And you can uh, always submit comments through our anonymous suggestion box linked in the Mm -hmm. description and let us know what you guys want to hear. Yeah. And with that, we'll chat with you guys next Tuesday. Have a great week.